Eric, we are throwing it way back on today's episode. Really? To 1987. Ooh, I remember 87. Do you? Yeah. What was life like in 1987? It's great. I was in high school, had fluffy hair, parted in the middle, worked at a record store. Ooh, yeah. Very cool. That ran track. Cool. Yeah. Don't look like it now, but I ran track <laughs> in high school. It was uh, it was a good time. What were you up to? I was non-existent in 1987. Oh, that's right. You were born in 88. The January following. The following <laughs> year. I remember the the night Mariah was born. January 13th, uh, 1988. Yes, that was the night uh, I was in a high school parking lot making out with my girlfriend as of that evening, that <laughs> night. And the 13th became our anniversary every month yeah. uh, until I graduated high school, came back to Wisconsin, and we broke up. So. And there was something that just clicked, and you were like, something great just happened in Rock County. <laughs> Mariah Haberman came into the world. Mariah Catherine Haberman, eight pounds, six ounces, 21 inches long. You were five ounces more than me when you were born? Eight pounds? Yeah. You were I, I was three? eight pounds, one ounce. You just, what did you say? I said say? five ounces. Oh, I thought you said five pounds. I thought I said five ounces. Hey guys, what are you anyway. going to talk about on the oh, podcast whoa, today? Yeah. Yes, welcome to the cabin. Okay, what are we talking? Oh, we, the 80s conversation. Yes, and uh, here in episode four, uh, the reason we're going back so far... <laughs> It's because, uh, well, what else was starting that year? Discover Wisconsin. Yes. And we're going back to uh, the origins of how the show began, and we're going to get all the details on the show from its inception from one of the members of the founding family. Yeah, the son of the original founder. His name's Rick Rose, and not only was he part of the family, but he also hosted the show for many years. So a lot of good insight from him. I didn't even realize he hosted the show that long. I didn't either. So that was cool. We all learned some things today. Yes. Yeah. I probably shared too much, but that's fine. Yeah, it happens. The Cabin is presented by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Dane County. Dane County is the second most populous county in the state, just behind Milwaukee County. Dane County is also home to the state capital in Madison, and within the county are eight different cities, Verona, Sun Prairie, Stoughton, Monona, Middleton, Madison, Fitchburg, and Edgerton. Kind of Edgerton. We'll count Edgerton, even though it's kind of mostly in Rock County. And without further ado, <laughs> let's get into this week's Campfire Conversation. Eric, what are we talking about this week? For today's Campfire Conversation, we're joined by a special guest, the son of Discover Wisconsin founder Dick Rose. Say hello to Rick Rose. Hey, Rick. Hello. I'm glad you called me Rick, not Dick. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rick, you're a former host. You've grown up with Discover Wisconsin most of your life. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I could, can't even remember when it started in my life, but uh, it's been around a long time, right? 33 years. 1987, yeah. right, is when yeah, it started? Yeah, that's about the time I graduated from college and moved out to L.A., but even living out there, I was always part of it because it's a family business. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it has been the whole time, too. I mean, Sure. And it all started with your dad talking with Governor Thompson. That's right. It was uh, before he was Tommy. Th well, he was always Tommy Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> but before, before he, was he was the Tommy Tom Tom yeah, Thompson. Was good point. <laughs> Very good point. He was the minority whip leader, I think. And my dad had the opportunity. I think it was Marty Shriver was the governor at the time. He could choose to either guide the governor or Tommy Thompson. And my, my dad had a fondness for Tommy Thompson. So Tommy remembered that loyalty, and he was guiding him in fishing. And he said, when I get elected— Come talk to me about starting this show, and that's how it all began. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. And so it all started with fishing. What did you think, like, the first time you heard, if you even remember, that there was going to be a show, like, what were your thoughts on this 
idea your dad had about a TV show. Yeah, I was surprised. You know, my dad's history, he was a professional guide. I mean, he was a salesperson for years and his son, my brother Mark, is definitely in that vein. You know, mm -hmm. he's a salesperson. <laughs> but for some reason, my dad wanted us all to be attorneys. There's three of us, my mm -hmm. sister Mary as well. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you even know that story, Mariah. And so he wanted us to be attorneys, didn't want us to, you know— like, I was pursuing a TV career. That's mm -hmm. what I was in L.A. for. I was working for Warner Brothers. I had just moved there from working on Broadway. And so I was doing what I wanted. I wasn't going to become an attorney. So when Dad all of a sudden, because he was a guest at all these shows, like Sports Afield and stuff, and when he decided he was going to do a show, I was like, this is kind of strange. It's contrary to what you've always told us we should do. Yeah. And then all three of us ended up in the business. That's crazy. Yeah, huh. it's pretty cool. I love the history of Discover Wisconsin. I brag about it all the time as if I was a part of it. <laughs> I have nothing to do with it, but I'm so, like, I think it's such a cool, the fact that it started on a fishing boat, essentially, you know, that it was ideated out on a, on a Northwoods fishing boat, and just how family-oriented it is, I think, is really cool. Because I don't even, how, did we even bring up the fact that you literally hosted the show? I mean, I think that you were obviously super ingrained into to the show itself. Yeah, you know, you, you know, I was thinking about this today. You know, Ellen invited me to be on the show on your behalf, on your behalf. And I, I try not to get emotional. I'm an emotional person to begin with. And um, that passage of the lineage was not just because, you know, I was the oldest son or shared my father's name. Um, overnight, you know, for those that don't know, my dad was diagnosed with um, cancer. And in six months, he lost his life. He was gone. <clears throat> for our family, 1994. Okay. Yeah, so uh, for our family, it was a good thing. My mom turned it into a positive. She wanted other families to succeed, and she started Angel on My Shoulder 25 mm -hmm. years ago, which is her heritage, a cancer foundation. But at that point, they called and said, hey, Rick, literally overnight, I was doing a big AIDS benefit out there uh, with the soap opera community. Like I said, I worked in that business, was on a plane at Mayo Clinic the very next day. Wow. And we thought it was going to be a positive thing. Unfortunately, it turned out to be negative. And... Overnight, literally, guys, I moved my life from L.A. to Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. The cool thing was dad had recorded the opening. Both of you, Mariah and Eric, can relate. My dad did the opening to a show called Russ County. He was not able to film the end. Unfortunately, he lost Aww. his life. I did the close of the show. So it was pretty oh. cool. Oh, Dick Rose symbolic. opened the show. And Rick Rose closed the show. That is wow. so cool. And that's how I want to watch that show. Yeah, we got to find it. See, this is why I'm so glad that we are having you on because there's so many. Th I mean, I, I feel like I've known the show very intimately for the past seven years. Yeah, but, you're part of the family. But I mean, you, you forget there was years, decades before that. And I've only seen a handful of those shows. Now I want to look that one you up. You know, the cool part is we're moving into the streaming world and yeah. the podcast world mm -hmm. is there is a throwback uh Playlist, playlist now on yeah. uh, all your OTT and uh, streaming devices. Is so, that one on there? Do you that, know offhand? No, we'll have to dig for like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is gradually would, adding all the older really episodes on, right? We are. The very first episode with my dad is on. Yes. There's yeah. some corny, corny, corny Stefan Rick stuff. Those are the best. <laughs> no, those are not so good. We've seen yeah. a couple of those clips oh. with, the, with the matching outfits and oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was, when you work with Stephanie Clapp, there's a lot of coordination. You know, I just, Eric, I don't know about you with Mariah, but I always took second fiddle. I was like, just tell <laughs> oh, me what to do. I know how it feels. I know how it feels. Look at Eric like, yeah. yeah, I'm not much for coordination, but I mean, I think us girls in the business, you do, you, the, the bossiness probably comes out a little bit. Just, I'll be upfront about that. Um, but like, I guess, what is your, what's your, I mean, just as one of the few people who have seen the show from beginning to now, I guess, what's your take on it? Like, what, what did you, 
Did you think it would come this far? What are your thoughts on what it's like today? Yeah, no, I did not. You know, and if you look at it from the consumer and our listeners' perspective, um, when Steph and I were hosting the show, when I started back, whatever, 94, 95, we were confused a lot with Outdoor Wisconsin, right? I yeah. know you guys probably we get still that. Oh, yeah, we still, still are. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, they think I'm, what's his name, that other dude from PBS uh, from Milwaukee. Come John on. John McGivern. John McGivern. Yeah. Okay. And he's a friend of mine, but yeah. I do not look like John McGivern. No, you guys don't look anything alike. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but people do conflate the Wisconsin TV shows. All they the do. Time. And so yeah. we have that. Well, but- they think we're still on PBS. Yeah. They do. And yeah. it, but that just speaks to the point about streaming devices. You know, I feel like I'm hard selling this new thing we're doing, <laughs> but you'll find us wherever we are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to your point, for years, no one thought we were just on KOW or whatever. But I think in answer to your specific question, Mariah, how it's grown is just amazing to me. I did not think so. And it is our lost leader. This company, Discover Media Works, which is the parent company, does have tons of other things, Into the mm-hmm. Outdoors. Um, we also have a show called Boondock Nation, but we are known for Discover Wisconsin. And I love talking to staffers. I was out with Ellen the other day for lunch with Ellen and Maddie, who does our social media. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, how proud they are when they're out and they can use that almost like now, I'm not going to say use it as a pickup line, but in bar conversation, <laughs> oh, really, and people are very Ellen? impressed, Ellen. <laughs> I feel like there's another conversation Ellen's here. eyes just got really big over there. <laughs> it never worked for me, Mariah. But no? No, no. I think as everybody assumed, this is another part of that heritage. It's Steph and I were a couple. You guys know that, oh. right? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We had offers. I'll come. We'll do the wedding for you. Come to this supper club. We'll <laughs> no throw the reception. Oh, what? yes, way. <laughs> You know, I I was always very conscious of that when I started because we, we have Colin Garrity on and then you, and I was always like, I didn't want people to make that assumption. I don't know why. It just felt like weird to me. Well, yeah, because it's not a real thing. But, <laughs> I, but I wouldn't have had a problem. Hey, <laughs> some people actually did think that. They do. Like, do they sometimes? So, Eric, are you and Mariah kind of dating? I'm like, mm, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> well, but. you know what's different about our kind of setup versus I think with you, you and staff yeah, sure. is we don't we do very little together. Like we have a host right. here and a host there, where it seems like you and Steph did a lot of true co-hosting. There are times I wish we could do more of that but i mean the schedule now oh it's so fun it's so fun but it's dangerous as you know because we had a lot of giggle fits and a lot of moments (laughs) of just like pure pull it together but your point mariah also we have a heritage i mean i met steph in college we went to play college together um i actually introduced her to my dad when my dad's co-host susan uh left the show i said you got to check out steph i was a friend of mine was competing for miss wisconsin and miss uh america 93 leanza cornette well she ended up winning steph hates this part of the story (laughs) because i was watching the pageant i'm like come on Lanza, she was Miss Florida. And I don't know about you guys, but you get excited. You're like, W is always at the end. You're like, come on, yeah. may it be a beautiful, young, yeah. smart woman. And it was. Uh-huh. It was Stephanie Clatt. Now, I knew her as Joey Clatt. Okay. I don't know if you guys know that. I've heard that. I think I've heard her. Because she has nine brothers and all her life she was Joey. And I'm like, this is Stephanie Klatt. So (laughs) when my dad (laughs) lost his first or second co-host, Carol Crow was the first and Susan Shannon, I said, meet Stephanie Klatt. Mm -hmm. And they had two years together. Steph and I had a nine-year run. Then Steph had a and few she years, went on after, yeah. and then Mariah shows up. No, yeah. well, Emmy. Emmy there Fink. was Emmy Fink before me, and then we had kind of a group of us come on. In yeah, kind of, kind of went to multiple like a field mm-hmm. of co-hosts. Yeah. There were three, four, five of us. Yeah, which I really like. I mean, I think Steph and I did it together so much because we enjoyed it. But I also think it was really important at the time we were establishing what the show was. Yeah. Um, and we also found out from our viewers and listeners that they wanted a female perspective, a male perspective. I think mm. this day and age, a lot of that is melded. The world 
Yeah. It's changed a little I think bit. So. But back then it was very much, I hate to say it, Steph out shopping while Rick was out doing whatever they thought a guy does. Yeah. I didn't do it well, Dave. He's laughing before I even give the punchline. <laughs> Not very good at male activities, but I did I did my fair share. I love it. Yeah. And then you got you guys had like an actual eight hundred number that people called into, right? Yes. You know, we had that at the staff retreat one year. We do that as a company. We all get together uh-huh. once a year. And yeah, Mark shared it. We did. We had an eight hundred number two three six W I S C. And we had a, a person on staff, Kim, that every Monday morning would go in and translate all the phone numbers that came wow. in and Bless names. her heart. And sent it out to every Ooh. community because, as people know, Discover Wisconsin is a co-marketed thing yes. with communities. Yes. Can you believe? And the show was so popular back then, guys. It would be lots of different tapes that she yeah. would have to translate. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, we've changed. That, that's Yeah, that's we've wild. I up. can't imagine answering every one of those And they calls. were landlines. Everything's yeah. bad. Did you just raise your hand, Dave? Was that a question? You're telling me to shut up. <laughs> uh, let me let me lift the curtain. I was holding five fingers up to indicate roughly five minutes left. Oh, I oh. thought you were raising your hand to ask a question. I was like, uh, that was but very. But no, I would look. I would adorable. The op- audio Dave is not that polite. <laughs> I would love the opportunity to ask a question. Yes, Dave, please. Um, <laughs> we we like to talk about behind the scenes and what kind of goes into creating an episode. Have you noticed any drastic changes between how it was produced back then versus now? I mean, I'll go down to the bare, you know, I mean, some of us grew up in media, so we know, yourself included. Well, you kind of came into a later life mm-hmm. as a second career, but... Man, it was Stephanie and me and a guy named Bob Rosoff, and we did 16 episodes a year, just the three of us. There were no PAs. There were no audio people. We were the PAs. We were the audio people. And back then, remember, cameras were heavy and battery Mm. packs were heavy. And you used film. We did. You know, I... We should do a tour of the office here because we get all the different yeah. formats, yeah. how it's changed now just like the size of your thumb. That's one of my favorite things to do when we do have visitors they is love break it, huh? out the really old track thingies, whatever they are, where like the tapes they the put in there were ginormous. And, yes. and just the photos of the camera guys back then with the huge, like bulky cameras. Yeah, Bob I mean, carried that stuff around. Oh, and then God. they created this idea that they could do a double battery pack because batteries would die in Wisconsin because of the cold. Oh, of course. And they, Back two battery packs in the back. So I think that's where it's different, Dave. There's much more attention to production quality, mm-hmm. uh, much more, as Eric shared, a collaborative spirit of you guys working together. Ours was kind of dictated by the writer, and Steph and I would give some input, but they would put us on crazy missions. Um, a little changes, but overall, it's family. I mean, my dad's voice still opens the show. Yeah, I love and, that. And, you know, my heart goes out to you guys for keeping that heritage And alive. a lot of people don't realize that's your dad's voice at the beginning. I've had to answer a few emails about that being Jim Doyle's voice. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, former yeah. governor. A, yeah. And it isn't. You know, we, we, it's always been tradition that we have whoever the current governor is regardless of their party, at the end of every episode. That's been tradition. But then it's also been tradition to have the late Dick Rose's voice. He says, hello, and welcome to Discover Wisconsin at the very Mm -hmm. beginning. And I know we just changed the theme song. Um, That was a huge project, mostly for Dave. And that was, you know, something we debated, not for very long, I don't think. You know, do we keep the voice, do we not? And it's kind of a resounding yes that we wanted to keep it. And in the end credits, it finishes with him casting a line. The bobber. That's a great point. A lot of people bring that up and ask, what's with the bobber? 
bobber, and it's mm-hmm. obviously a nod to Dick Rose. Yeah, so. it's a back to the fishing heritage, and we have the bobber blog. And yeah. you guys have kept a lot of hair. I assure you, it's my father's voice. Yeah. I heard it every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't always so nice. Is that how he woke yeah. you up? Yeah. Hello, and welcome yeah, yeah. to Thursday. <laughs> no, like, no, he was like flipping on the light. He and I were kind of, we loved each other, but we we're extremely adversarial, too. Sure, it was the oldest sure. junior and senior thing. Uh-huh. I want to shout out to my mom, too. You know, my mom owned the company for nine years. Yes. She's still in the credit roll, too. She ran Angel on my shoulder and still had her foot in the door while the three of us kind of ran the show. So and her she, name is Lolly. Yes, it is. She's amazing. Yeah. I love Lolly. Yeah, Big she's part great. part of the heritage. Yes. So I feel cool that we've kept it alive and you guys continue to keep it alive. And I'm glad you're doing a podcast. This is my yeah, neck. So yeah, I could sit down here all day. What do you think it's of fun, the cabin right? room, by <laughs> the way? It's taking good shape, isn't great. it? Yeah, yeah like it, it is. It's uh, For those that aren't seeing, there's bear. I'm sure you guys have described bear on the wall and muskies. And uh-huh. Do you guys post pictures of it yet? or have you? We plan to. Good. You Decoration sure? is still a little in progress. Yeah, it got, looks great. We do have this nice rock next to your chair that says, welcome to the cabin for the no, guest chair. Notice carved the, that out. Yeah. Uh, Hobby Lobby. Oh, nice. And the antler, <laughs> the antler lamp and the cool... Mallard, a dog little thing. mallard here, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. it's very cozy, no matter what. It's very, yeah. it is. It's very. We've got the padded walls, yeah. which are necessary. It's like yeah. my childhood. It's Saint Germain, my hometown. Yeah. It feels like it. Oh yeah, yeah. shout out to Saint Germain. Yeah, shout out. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a very unfair question. I get asked, and I'm guessing you definitely used to get asked this. I, I would think when you host the show, which is any. Any destination in Wisconsin that you, that's like, I don't want to say your favorite, that's very unfair, but maybe some destinations that really stand out in your mind over the years in terms of the hosting that you did? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that it's fair to, that I can speak the truth now because I don't host a show and I, I don't have to be biased. And that's part of the freedom of yeah. moving into retirement, right? So um, I've always been on the east side. I was born in Fond du Lac, lived in Milwaukee or northern Wisconsin, which people love northern Wisconsin. For me, it's Polk County. Shout out, shout out to Sue Matthews, who oh. I'm still good friends with, Rant Tourism, and Vernon County. You know, anything oh, along yeah. that, that lacrosse corridor, it's an area of the state cashed in, Amish country. Yeah. And then lastly, I'd say, Mariah and Eric, I, know, I don't know about you guys, but it's just that ambiance of Wisconsin. Like, one of my favorite things to do, if you ever want to find me at lunchtime, I'm sitting at the Avenue Bar and Bubble Up, whatever. <gasps> yeah. On East Wash? East On East Wash, Wash just because oh, yes. I love to take in Wisconsin, yeah. now that I'm back. I returned here two years ago. We should do a happy hour there. Uh, that would be such fun. a good one. Should. That's a great Every spot. day, Monday through Friday, $1.99 Old Fashions, Dave. And this podcast is brought to you by the Avenue Bar. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm going to bring a 50 to that place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you that was fun. Yeah. That's a lot of great background. It really is. I didn't I even know it. all that. We should do a documentary yes, on we should. DW. Yes. Ellen, you got that down? Got it. Okay. All right. <laughs> She's got it. Never gets old. <laughs> How cool is that? It was amazing. I loved it. I think they could, that family, the Rose family, could probably write a book on Discover Wisconsin. I would for sure read it. Well, they've <laughs> written enough scripts. Yeah, they have so. written a lot of scripts. <laughs> Certainly uh, fascinating history. I mean, I knew it dated back to 87, and we've talked about that. We have, we have premiere parties Yeah. Uh, before we have episodes, and we go into the history we of talk the show about a bit. It. And a lot of people don't realize, we, this didn't get brought up with Rick, but people don't realize it's the longest-running tourism show in the country. It is. So the history is crazy, and I just I think what they did as a family is fascinating and amazing. It is. That's why we go back all the way to 1987 to start this. Yeah. And how many total episodes are we at now? Uh, We're up uh, there with like the Simpsons, up, right? Carry the one. There's like. 500. 500. Oh, 500. oh yeah. that's right, because we did the 500th and the 500th episode we did on Platteville. Platteville. Yeah. Had a big party. So it's probably like 530, 40. 
Five. Over 500. That's crazy. I know. That's a lot of shows. It all started in 87 when my hair was all fluffy. (laughs) And I was just not a thing yet. You were just, yeah, you were in the oven. (laughs) I was in the oven. Yep. True. So, uh, and Mariah and I have a slight age difference, but you'd never know it on camera. Right. Yep. Okay. Today's episode... is sponsored by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Sports Show. Now, this year's sports show kicks off Wednesday, March 4th, runs through Sunday the 8th. It's a lot of fun. State Fair Park and Expo Center in West Dallas. Now, you can still get tickets at jssportsshow.com, and uh, you don't want to miss it because if you're an outdoor enthusiast, they have everything from hunting to fishing, kayaking and boating and hiking. They've got all the equipment there, all the people there, all the connections there, and a lot of great food sampling I always love it when we go there. So And a lot of cool, like, speakers and presentations. Yes. I like that part. And uh, resorts from Canada are down there talking about things. I mean, because Wisconsin's such an outdoors place. Everybody loves to come here, explore what's here and what's nearby. Because when you compare it, you know, Wisconsin has all the best stuff. But why go to Canada when you can just discover Wisconsin? I'm just saying, (laughs) you go to Canada, you're like, well, this is just like Wisconsin. Yeah, So might as well stay here. Uh Uh-huh. Right? They're very proud in Canada. They are. I didn't know that until I road trip through it, and I was like, wow, there's, like, Canadian flags everywhere, which hey. is cool. Hey, hey, Which is kind of like, I mean, America. there's American flags. There's American no, flags which, which too, I, so. like, the pride here was obvious to me. Yeah. But you don't see that in a lot of other countries. Sure. The only one I ever really noticed it heavily in was Canada. I was like, oh. wow, everyone has Canadian flags. That's super cool. Well, everybody thinks of Canada, you know, they're kind of more, you know, calm, reserved, not as, you know, because we love, we love chanting USA and all that stuff. And uh, now my, my point of reference is Texas. I went to high school down there and Texans never let you forget you're in Texas. Texas. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? And Wisconsin, frankly, has been like that too, where they were kind of like, no, you know, we're just Wisconsin, but shows like this. Uh And I say more so in the past decade or two, Wisconsinites are much more proud and proud. They have a swagger now. I agree. As we should. Yes. So. With that, let's jump into our behind-the-scenes segment, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, we're not joined by a DW crew guest because, honestly, we have a lot to say about this episode. We kind of felt like we could just handle it. Yeah, we totally could. I don't want to be too cocky here, but I feel like (laughs) we're in a good spot. Although I didn't, I had nothing to do with this show. I cannot take an ounce of credit. Eric, you were, I think, were you the solo host in this? I was. Nice. But people watched anyway, so that was very heartening. Yes, like it. All right. What can you tell us? What's it called, first of all? Well, it's called Wisconsin's Cheese Renaissance. Mm -hmm. Not that it ever went away fully. Right. But uh, obviously, Wisconsin has been known for cheese and cheese production for centuries now, literally. Mm-hmm. But the artisan cheese movement and just kind of the resurgence in varieties of cheese and the state's position as a producer of quality cheese and the awards that they've won from all these master cheesemakers everywhere, not only nationally, but across the world, has really strengthened Wisconsin's position. Yeah. As the center of cheese. And, I mean, Plymouth calls itself the cheese capital of the world because about 25% of all the cheese sold in the United States is either produced or shipped through there. Which so listeners remember from a couple of weeks ago. That's oh, right. We, we did an episode on that. Yeah. I mean, we're probably the only state in the nation where we have a high school whose team nickname is the Cheese, cheese Makers. <laughs> Shout out to Belo- or to Monroe. Sorry. Is that where that is? <laughs> I hadn't yes. heard that. That's awesome. The Monroe, the Monroe Cheese, Cheese Makers. Makers. And the only place in the United States where they make Limburger, 
is in Greene County, just outside Monroe. Uh, Monroe was that this? Chalet Cheese? That was this not episode? in this episode. Oh, uh, we okay. talked about it, um, but you have in, a, done in a previous that, episode, I have gone. And by the okay. way, I will I will tell you this about Limburger. Uh, fresh Limburger is delicious and creamy. It's not funky at all. It's phenomenally good. Mm. But you never see fresh Limburger available because yeah. it. What makes it unique is the. Um, mold the whatever they put in it yeah and it molds up uh the rennet and the and the strains insert of, scientific uh, description yeah here. it's all very scientific <laughs> and, it, and it better come to me soon because i will be talking about that more here um but just every the cultures that's what i was trying to think of yeah that they use to age the cheese limburger really gets uh it gets funkier than george clinton and, and parliament <laughs> so Three months in, Noted. it gets a little... Ah, that funky. Yes, that funky. Yes. <laughs> we tear the roof off the sucker. So, I will take your word for it. I don't know that I have any intentions of trying Limburger. You've never tried a six-month-old Limburger? I've never tried Limburger at all. Um, it's kind of... Well, three-month-old, it's a little funky, but delicious. Mm-hmm. And not like six-month-old Limburger is almost overwhelming to the senses. Yeah. And that's why it's so famous, like at Baumgartner's in Monroe, right. uh, to eat a Limburger sandwich. And they, they cut the flavor with onions and mustard. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick to my aged cheddar. <laughs> yes. And uh, so, it, really, there should be a breath mint challenge. <laughs> so, uh, but that, of course, that's just one of the many cheeses. I mean, there are so many great cheese varieties produced here. And some were some were created here. Brick cheese was created in Wisconsin. Colby cheese was invented in Wisconsin, remarkably enough, in Colby, Wisconsin. just northwest of, mm-hmm. of Marshfield, and a bunch of other uh, varieties and strains. And part of that is because Wisconsin has so many great master cheesemakers. Yeah. And there is a really, really good master cheesemaker program at UW-Madison, and the Center for Dairy Research is a world leader That's in crazy. this field. Do you think people—I mean, I know— the state and the world really like knows us for cheese, but do you think people here in Wisconsin like really understand to what level we are renowned for that? I'm not sure many understand the scope. I mean, because they call us cheeseheads, right? And the cameras always find like the three people at a game wearing one, of right? Those right, cheeseheads. right. Um, so people are just thinking, okay, well, cheese, nacho cheese, right. cheddar they like cheese, cheese, American they make cheese, whatever. It, right. Um, but if you go elsewhere in the world, people who care about cheese, people who look up to places that produce quality cheese, Wisconsin's right up there at the top with totally. some locations in Europe. And uh, there's a lot of locations around the world that are trying to make more unique cheeses mm-hmm. that are regional and everything. But Wisconsin is still a center. And, uh, for example, in a previous episode, not this one, we went to Bel Gioioso. Mm. Uh, outside of Green Bay, and that was the master cheesemaker there. Um, his name's Enrico. I love it. <laughs> he came from Italy in 1979 to come to Wisconsin to make cheese. Mm-hmm. Why? Because this is where you come if you're a championship cheesemaker. And uh, we see that too with uh, Marecki. Oh, Gouda. And Gouda. Uh, yep. And uh, in um, Thorpe. Marika. 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 I always, Marika I always, Penterman. I met her 18 times, and I always mess up her <laughs> I name. I knew what you meant. I had to think about it, but I was like, oh, Marika, Marika. yeah. Yes. That was fresh on my mind because like, having, I mean, actually having watched this episode, I think she appears in and it. And she is in and, it, and, and I, I will get into that in a second. Some, yeah. some Marika Gouda at the store the other day. Were I finally you? found some, and it was amazing. It's, it's, so it's fantastic. She's great. And she came to Wisconsin. Yeah. Because this is where you come if you want to be a championship cheesemaker. So uh, in this episode, we went to the Center for Dairy Research, and uh, I just, it was also during the polar vortex. Thank God yeah. it was an indoor shoot. Mm, 
right? Because that was, was 25 below zero. I'm like, let's get inside and look at some cheese making. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we, we met with the scientists and they were telling us all about the science behind. Do cheese. you, um, can you connect with that well when it, when it's being explained in terms of how the cheese is made and just the science chemistry that's really like involved with cheese making? Well, as you can tell, I'm a real intellectual when it comes to chemistry, Mariah, but uh, <laughs> I mean, actually, I actually, yes, I can. I'm smarter than I look. And it's really cool though, when you learn how it's made, you know, it always starts with fresh milk from usually from cows, sometimes from goats and sheeps. And then there's rennet and then there's the cultures and just all of the science behind how cheese is made is really fascinating. And I know um, the master cheesemaker at Clock Shadow one time said, cheesemaking is the best balance between science and food. Mm. And I think that was a really good way to put it. Yeah. And so when you're at Madison and you study a lot of chemistry right. and you study even some physics because just how it works and how it ages, you can make a multitude of cheeses just from the same basic ingredients. By the way... Everyone in Wisconsin, in my opinion, should go tour a cheese factory somewhere yes. in the state. I'm always surprised by how few people have actually done that. <laughs> this is kind of funny. My very first season with Discover Wisconsin, of course, involved going to a cheese factory. And I just had assumed it was a very cold place. <laughs> so I remember wearing like a little jacket, and, like a scarf. I just thought like, oh, cheese, it's probably... Like, I'm going to be in a cooler, basically. Uh -huh. And it's, you learn quickly, it's very warm. <laughs> it's like a hot yoga studio yeah, in really, there. it is. And <laughs> I was like, what was I thinking? So, word to the wise, don't overdress. Yes, <laughs> go. Tour a cheese factory, but wear shorts and a t-shirt. Right, right, right. And a hairnet and the, you know, booties. Yeah, and they, they make you wear there's all that lots good stuff. Of, yeah, there's lots of uh, safety measures and... Yeah, and you were you were talking about how much they have to study and everything. That was one of the things about this episode that really struck me was like I did not realize how intensive these master cheesemaker courses are and it takes it years and years and years to get to that level. Uh, by the way, another thing on Limburger, it's illegal to make Limburger in Wisconsin unless you oh. have a master cheesemaker certificate. Interesting. That's how Really how tricky that cheese is, and uh, so you can do the master cheesemaker programs, and then there's also a huge science behind testing cheese and seeing how it measures up. And when we were at the Center for Dairy Research, that was one of the really fascinating things too. We went into this lab, and it looked like your average chemistry lab, except there were wheels of cheese everywhere, <laughs> and it was really cool because they had they had one of those ovens like you can make a pizza in, like where you set it on one side and it kind of runs on this track under the okay. heating element yeah. and comes out mm -hmm. the other side all finished. They were testing uh, how cheeses melt and brown uh, oh. on pizza. So they were testing how well how well a cheese works on a pizza wow. when you cook it. Uh, they were doing the thing. I would like to be a taste tester in that <laughs> experiment. I got to do it. <gasps> it was pretty cool. Not really? on the pizzas, but I got to do it on fresh wheels of cheese Ugh, where uh, the scientists were showing me, and I'm blanking now on the thing that... Uh, that you plug, it's a plug. I think that it's you a plug. Go, I guess is that it, is the name. I thought there was another term. Or is the for plug it. what you pull out? Well, the plug's what you pull out, but sure. there's a tool. Uh, it's and it's a big, long cylindrical metal tube. Oh yeah. And you just pop it into it. the side of the wheel of cheese, and you just do a little twist. Yeah. And you gently pull out in a little plug. Did you get to do that yourself? I did. Oh, that's cool. I didn't do half bad either. So there's a skill to it. But then you look at the cheese, and you know they do a smell test. Yeah. They they kind of 
bend it a little bit and test it for how resilient it is, whether it breaks right away, right. Uh, how bendy it is. And of course, based on the type of cheese, it varies. Mozzarella, you can do all kinds all of kinds stuff of, too. Yeah. Uh, a really well-aged cheddar, cheddar, for example, mm-hmm. or any other type of really good right aged away. cheese. Yeah, busts right away, crumbles. But well, they rate those things on this intense scale. What were you looking, or you and the crew, like looking to kind of uncover or prove throughout this episode? Like what was kind of the in- the overarching objective? The overarching objective was to showcase just, first of all, how complex it is to make a really good cheese. Mm-hmm. Second, to show how Wisconsin is a world center for, for being able to produce the best cheese and why the quality of cheese that comes out of Wisconsin cheesemakers is second to none. Mm, awesome. And third, just to show how much fun it is. <laughs> I, I love mean, it. you could do so many different things with so many different kinds of cheeses, with the way you want to pair them, the way you want to eat them and enjoy them. And so for Wisconsin, we have everything you could possibly want in terms of your cheese selection. So what's your favorite? You know, that's too long. I mean, how long was this podcast? If it was a six-hour <laughs> podcast, I'd go through but them your all. But life it depends depe- on the your dish. Your life depends on the on this. You got to pick. Oh, boy, Uh-oh. that's a tough one. And I hate when people ask me this question, so I'm I, I do love aged cheddar. I do good too. Complex aged cheddar. I love Asiago. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I like harder cheeses. I mm-hmm. like the ones that do break. More. I've gotten a lot more yeah. into that, like black pepper Bella Vitano mm-hmm. from Belgioioso, for example. Isn't Belgioioso the best name? By the way, I love saying it. Is it. although Belgio- it's hard to spell. It is hard. I've to misspelled spell. that so many times. <laughs> Another excellent one, and here, here's what I've discovered. Like, and this wasn't in this episode, but it was in one we did with Luke Sam when we were doing um, trifecta uh, the, the cheese, che- trifecta. cheese trifecta with the chefs. Uh, blue cheese. Mm. That's a whole nother level of mm-hmm. complexity. Yeah. And there are four primary kinds of, of molds that develop mm-hmm. with blue cheese. And I generally don't like blue cheese. Yeah. But the roquefort, roquefort. What? It's like, what? it's like. You're making wo- words up. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, Worcester sauce or something like yeah. that. It's hard to pronounce. <laughs> Ro- roquefort okay. is one of them. Uh, that's the mold strand that I do like. Okay. So when, uh, when he had the pentacream cheese that was phenomenal it was like with that kind of mold so i love that paired with different dishes and so there's the type of cheese you like really depends on what you want to eat it for yeah yeah i mean on a pizza you can't beat just straight up good mozzarella do you have a favorite cheese dave recently i've been getting into gouda oh gouda i i don't think i ever tried a lot of gouda before, I mean, honestly, since I started working here and watching cheese episodes all the time, and I was like, oh man, there's so much out there that I haven't tried and experienced. And um, and especially being able to recognize specific cheesemakers at the grocery store, I'm always just like, gotta gotta try another Mm -hmm, one. Gotta represent. Mm -hmm. And that's another side. Some cheeses are awesome smoked. Yes. And a smoked Gouda. I loved smoked, oh, smoked Gouda. Is Gouda. Yeah, it's as good. It's as good <laughs> as it someone goes. had oh, to boy. make the joke. Where is my drum thingy? Oh, hold on, I gotta switch banks for all these cheesy <laughs> effects. I can't believe. Thank you so much. For I can't that. believe you out cheesy joked me. I know that's not usually my bag. That's you. You are the king of jokes. Now, we the did visit. Cheese. We did visit a number of places. Among them, Sartori Cheese. Great spot. Which was Great in company. Plymouth. Cool family. I got to interview Jim Sartori for a different episode that we talked about. Last week, I, or the week before last, in one of our previous episodes. And, week two. Ah, week two. Yeah, that's really, just Plymouth in general is, I mean, if you're going to talk cheese, it's like, go spend a weekend there at least. Well, they do have the uh, Dairy Heritage Center yeah, right they there do. on Mill Street, which is the main drag through downtown. Uh-huh. 
And if you go there, they have a huge selection of cheeses to buy. You can also get an amazing grilled cheese sandwich. <sighs> and it's oh yes, I had it there. It it's is so good. You can do little selfies at the. They have a selfie station with a cool machine <laughs> thing, they and do. it emails you a crazy picture with like a cheese hat on. It's wow. great. And no, it takes we, you through the history too. It's we like had a museum way too much in there. Fun. Yeah, I think I put it on my Instagram. Me and Teddy so, posed for a few. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got to you know we tried and displayed you know several different key cheeses there are five or six different ones uh so that's pretty cool and then uh we went to the cheese championships mm. so there is the u.s cheese championship contest which is held in green bay at lambo every year okay and there's the world championship cheese contest which is held in madison oh, that's these are difference. every other year they stagger I didn't one year know it's that. the national okay one year it's the world and so on and so forth wow. and the amount of cheese heaven that exists <gasps> at these things i need to go if you get a ticket to go there there's just hundreds of varieties, and they're all cubed or crumbled and ready mm -hmm. for sampling. Oh, my gosh. And tickets are just open to the public? Yes. Okay, cool. So you – and well, there's areas – actually, there's a free time where anybody can go, and you don't even need a ticket. Oh. It's when they're preparing things. And then when it's time for judging and the award ceremony, which we went to in the show, uh, that's a ticketed event. Okay. But for about two days – uh, in the Green Bay one, for example, where we went, and that was in in, in the month of March, um, anybody could go for two days and just check it all out and leave feedback and everything. Uh, and then some of these cheese blocks, I mean, they're huge. It looks like yeah. people are, it looks like skyscrapers of cheese. I've rarely been that happy. Well, it sounds like ever. a cool show. It really is. And it showcases just what Wisconsin's, I like to call it Wisconsin's cheese prowess. Oh. Too. You should have titled well the episode. That, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it it really does though showcase. And Wisconsin did very well. It was funny because in the the World Championship Cheese Contest one time when I was at it in Madison, Wisconsin won. In fact, it was um, Emmy Roth. Oh, okay. They mm -hmm. won, and it was the first out of time out of Monroe, and it was the first time in I think twenty eight or thirty years at that point. And a U.S. cheesemaker had won no the way. world. Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, obviously France and Switzerland, France they make a lot of great cheeses there, too. I did not too. realize that. So we were coming, and that's one of the reasons it's a renaissance. Oh. Because our world status for Wisconsin cheese we brought it home. has been rising again. It's like the Lombardi Trophy. We just yes. brought it back here. It is the Super Bowl of of cheeses. Pretty much. If I'm allowed to say that phrase. Yeah. Hi, NFL lawyers. Sorry. It's the big game of cheeses. It's the big game of cheeses. <laughs> and it, and Packers then, lawyers stay off our podcast. Right. <laughs> and then Atlanta, well, NFL, Packers are yeah, fine with that's it. that's true. Uh, but at Green Bay, Wisconsin cheese didn't win the first prize, and Ohio cheese did. <gasps> Scandalous. Rare. Second and third? Marika Gouda. Marika Gouda. So it was funny because she won second and third. That's amazing. Yeah. And then a bunch of other awards, and they were mostly to the Wisconsin cheesemakers. Cool. But if you're a cheesemaker in Ohio or California, you know, California loves to brag about their yeah, cheese. They yeah. claim happy cows and all that garbage. <laughs> but really, they know where the action is and where yeah. the best are. And that is in Wisconsin. And so we're proud to That's showcase right. that on this episode. Mm -hmm. So where can people watch it? They can watch it on, well, discoverwisconsin.com, of course, and on YouTube and on Roku and Google Chrome and Apple TV, TV, Smart TV. Amazon Fire. And, of course, on their local channels. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, in Milwaukee, it's Fox 6 on yeah. Sunday mornings. Madison, on YouTube as well. Ch mm -hmm. And YouTube, yes. Mm -hmm. Madison is Channel 27, and it goes on and on. Of course, we're on in eight states. And statewide, Saturday mornings, Fox Sports Wisconsin. And one thing I love about being on that channel, you know, they show Brewers games and Bucks games throughout the year on there. So yeah. the, it's up in the bars and the airports, and uh -huh. they just leave that channel on. Yeah. So if there's a Friday night game, 
the next morning that channel's still on. So that's one of the reasons we're on everywhere. Right. <laughs> I've had so many people that are at the airport in Minneapolis or Chicago or Milwaukee and they're at the airport bar hanging out and they look up and there we are. Yep. <laughs> and they'll text me. Received a fair amount of very unflattering screenshots of our faces on camera <laughs> no. from that. Yeah. That's I'll, I'll do an album of those screenshots at some point for you guys too. We'll have to put that Indulging. Yeah. So Wisconsin's cheese renaissance. Well, Eric, after uh, doing such a great job taking the reins on that segment, you uh, you ready to talk some more? Sure, why not? I'm in broadcasting. You've been uh, you've been practicing over the last week. Uh, yeah, right. Well, really well. Station, so righted really well last week. Want me to be all DJ on this or just my normal yeah. voice? Get after it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read this over yet either. So, uh huh. Here the excuses are this rolling for the first in time. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to lower He's prefacing his second place. I thrive on lowering <laughs> expectations and then barely meeting them. <laughs> We're talking about this weekend's events in 72 seconds. And the reason it's 72 seconds is because we have 72 counties in the state of Wisconsin. So, Audio Dave, hit that Supper Club music. Saturday night, check out, is it a grace or a grasse? A grace. A grace? Okay, fine. <laughs> Start the music over. Oh, no. Come on, he I like that. He doesn't get a redo. <laughs> Saturday night, check out a great sips and sounds for an evening of sampling fine wines and microbrews from throughout the state. There'll be tons of hors d'oeuvres and amazing desserts from local eateries to enjoy all while listening to some relaxing music. All proceeds from this event benefit local patients and families served by a grace. If you're looking for more info, just head to agrace.com. In Chippewa Falls, don't miss out on Summer Shandy release party at Liney Lodge this Friday. Things kick off at 5 p.m. Summer Shandy is brewing, the snow is melting, hopefully, and it's time to party. You're not going to want to miss out on this first keg tap, the live music games, prizes, and more. If you can't make it this weekend, let me tell you, every day is a good day to head to the Liney Lodge. All weekend in Prairie du Chien, they're celebrating the Bald Eagle Appreciation Days. There'll be a number of bald eagles and raptor programs, educational exhibits, crafting activities for children and experts on hand to answer any and all questions. If you're interested in learning more about everything taking place in Prairie du Chien this weekend, just head to prairieduchene.org. Last but not least in Phillips is the Comfort Cove Ice Fishing Classic. If you missed this event on February 1st, you're back in luck because it's repeating this Saturday. This event will also be raising money for youth basketball and softball programs so even if you don't win on the ice, you'll feel good about the day. That's all I've got. How did I do, huh? Boom. Well done. Boom. Wow. I, even with that little flub. I, have I an flubbed ob- one or two. I have an objection. Quickly. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You forgot to say delicious hors d'oeuvres. I was busy working Which my way through hors d'oeuvres. I feel I- <laughs> should disqualify you. <laughs> also, I would like a Just word. Really reaching. I would like a word count on Ellen. Can you count the words in Eric's versus mine? I need to make sure this is this is equal. And if you find out that I have less fewer words than he did, don't disclose that it. information <laughs> publicly. Crying oh, <for laughs> out loud. This in the future, I'll include the word count at the bottom. Yes. All right. I never realized this uh, would become such a heated. Uh, competition. Why would it be anything but heated? We're both kind of <laughs> alpha know, about like these it. things, so yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. I'll give it to you. Well, I recovered nicely after. Uh, you did. I yes, I will say. Um, agrasse. Agrasse. Simpsons. <laughs> I've been I've been doing a lot of like things with. You haven't heard of a grace? Well, I've seen a grace, but I've also. You always saw it, and you were like agrasse. Well, there's 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 also a group <laughs> that works scary. on things, and they're called agape. <laughs> Yep. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. And I know that's not a gape. It's agape. So I'm like, wait a minute. So I was just kind of channeling my inner like way too We're losing it here. Yeah. You guys better wrap it up. Uh, okay. Is this a good time to say leave a review? Maybe it's not. <laughs> Anytime's a good time to ask for a five-star review. Sure. Why not? 
What if people leave a four-star review? That's, That's kind of like a B, like a B plus. I, I'm okay with a four-star. If, yeah. if you really can't do five, four is fine. If they leave a four-star, hey, we're still happy they listen. Yeah, I just don't want a one-star, you suck. Oh, no. That would just be See? rude. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> All <laughs> right. This, this has been episode four of The Cabin. We're a month in and falling apart already. (laughs) If you want to weigh in on the topics we cover in our campfire conversation, just head to our Facebook group, Around the Campfire with Discover Wisconsin, and let us know what you want to hear. Keep Uh, it positive. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, we're talking about small towns and the new premiering episode of Discover (gasps) Wisconsin, which is all about Sauk Prairie and Merrimack, cool little area just northwest of Madison, on the border of Dane County, but also in Columbia, and Sauk. Yes. Yes. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by me, Mariah Haberman. Oh, this is your piece. Go ahead. Go ahead. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by me, Mariah Haberman, Eric Paulson, and Dave Janis. Produced by me, Ann Allen, and Dave. Tune in next week for more Campfire Conversations and insight into the world of Discover Wisconsin. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover MediaWorks. Learn more at discovermediaworks.com. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin, all about winter activities you can participate in across the state. It's no secret that winters in Wisconsin can be long and cold. And while some people head south or hole up inside for the season, Wisconsin has so much natural beauty, events, and activities that actually make winter one of the best times of the year. And while there's plenty of winter sports and activities that you're probably familiar with, there are others that show how innovative, artistic, and good-humored Wisconsinites can be, even in the coldest of temps. Snow kiting is we're on skis or snowboard, and then we have a harness, barn lines that go up to a kite, and the kite is pulling us across the, the lakes in the wind. There's also countless events throughout winter that give people opportunities to get outside and have fun while doing it. Obstacles are anything that little kids can do and up to people in their 80s if they want to be out here. So anybody can enjoy the fun. It can be a little chilly here in Wisconsin, but people are pumped up for it. They're happy. There's always a smile on everybody's face throughout the whole race. We love coming for the sculptures. We've been out here for the last four years, and it's something we love to do as a family. So next time you're feeling the winter blues, head outside or attend a nearby event. You might find yourself competing in a human dog sled race in Lake Geneva or a recliner race in Vilas County. Maybe you're an expert smoosh boarder or want to admire incredible snow and ice sculptures. Consider making the most of the long freeze and enjoy some of Wisconsin's unique and sometimes wacky cold weather events and activities. And now you know your Wisconsin.